0: Welcome to Collective Podcast, the craziest conundrum of podcasts you can imagine. We have a star-strutted panel with us for just talking that shit. And it really comes down to our other co-host today, Christian, Joe, and Danielle. Guys, how are you doing today? I was doing I was doing
1: fine, and I had to see your face on my screen all of a sudden.
0: Oh, of <laughs>
2: Who are are you people and what are you doing in my house?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are there people in my house?
0: (laughs) All right. I I, I see people on my screen. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who can't Zoom in with us, we are on Zoom for tonight. So the audio is going to speak a totally different language than what the visuals can possess at that one as well. So with Danielle. Danielle, I have a very... First important question for you how did you come into this group like what was kind of your first introduction to like joe i feel like you've known him the longest and how it kind of like transpired into the others
3: well yeah joe always reminds me that i met him at a halloween party actually no i think i met you at and actually two the- stacks house
1: yeah, it was around we were in college, um, two years before that Halloween party. That was an insane night in our early uh, twenty, well, late teens, early 20s, however we were at the time.
3: So everyone who knows me knows I'm a really big troublemaker. I have a smart mouth. Um, my mouth actually, I mean, I could actually back up my smart mouth also, which is kind of what got me into trouble at that party. So... There was a bunch of underage, well, I mean, I guess we were a bunch of underage kids, but there were high school underage kids at this party. And um, they were trying to hang and drink with us, and of course, you know, they they couldn't hang because <sighs> we were the ultimate parties back then. So one of the kids ended up getting drunk and passing out. So I asked one of his buddies, I was like, Does any of you have a Sharpie? And they're like, no, <laughs> why? But I could try to fly. Find- <laughs> So yeah, I guess you all know where this is going. So one of the kids wants to impress me. He finds a Sharpie. So I take the Sharpie. I go up to the kid who's passed out and I draw a dick on his face. Okay, yeah. So they all drew and wrote like nasty things on him. So a few hours later, he wakes up from his drunken stupor and he comes looking for me in like the most Staten Island way possible. Yo, who fuck is a bitch do threw a dick on my fucking face ball. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, hey, hey, it's me. You're like, relax, dude. You passed out. So he thought it'd be funny. So he jumps in my face, goes, oh, what do you mean? It's funny. I'll fucking kill you, bitch. And he pulls out a, a taser and goes to tase me. So I, like, moved out of the way. Um, Mark came running and going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what's going on here? He's like, oh, no, bro, the fucking bitch threw a dick on my face. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, maybe you should have thought about that before you got drunk and passed out at a party. Like that's typically what happens to you when you can't hold your alcohol. No bro, I don't care. So he's trying to like run around Mark to like get to me. And then finally Tim came in and some other big dudes and they kind of broke it up. But yeah, I, I, I was being stalked by this kid for a few months after that.
1: So before the technical issues, um, to get back to the story from that uh, infamous party, um, didn't that clown also try to act all tough and try to threaten you on MySpace to show you the time period of when that party happened?
3: Yeah, so the kid was trying to like meet up and, I would, and um, my friend saw me writing to him on MySpace when we were in the computer lab and she's like, who the fuck is this clown? So I told her about what happened. So she started threatening him on her MySpace and at the time her brother was this big shot in my neighborhood. So the second that she dropped his name, all of a sudden, like, "Oh, I'm just kidding! Ha ha ha! I wouldn't a woman!" And all this, shit. so I guess it kind of resolved itself after that.
1: You know, um, going back, going back to that party, um, the incident you just described, I wasn't there to witness it. I think I left. They'll pick up one of our friends from his. He was getting off his job at the deli at the time. So when I came back, it was an empty house because where the party got back to. Uh, the host's parents but you told me all that later um one one funny thing from the party is um they were blessed when they were blasting music you know being a metallica fan that you know that i yeah you didn't know at the time i put on empty salmon and someone and someone yelled who the fuck was metallica on at a party so i quietly walked away but you told me uh, later on that it's like you're like yeah metallica i do
3: saying you shit. <laughs>
1: Um, but that whole part of it's but then we flash uh, forward two years later to that Halloween party. Um, that's when I was that was the year I was Michael Jackson, and um, in the basement, you're like, You look familiar, take that off, and then you recognize me. So, and that was like this. That's when we, I think, officially met, but I obviously we met at that party too. You thought
0: you were in Metallica. <laughs>
3: i was
1: at that time <laughs> and uh we stayed in touch and maybe saw each other maybe a couple times but it wasn't until like maybe three years after the halloween party and jerry you this is where you come in um we metallica was playing that f- famous two-day festival uh in atlantic city called ryan festival and we got back in touch around that time and uh I still consider that the greatest weekend or most fun weekend concert, whatever you want to call it. In, um, but, uh, Danielle, if you want to add to it.
3: I think the coolest thing about that weekend was there's thousands of people there, maybe close to a million people there. And um, me and my friend Rob, who went together, we're waiting online. And all of a sudden, I feel someone tap me on the shoulder and I turn around and I see Ryan and I see you guys. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what are the fucking chances that I would even run into you guys at all?
1: Did we talk beforehand that we were, we were going to possibly meet up down there because we knew the other was going to be at the
2: concert?
3: We talked about meeting at Hooters, like, because we're like, yeah, we're probably not going to find each other during the show, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at of, course, course,
2: of course, Hooters.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> you have that. Go ahead, Jerry, sorry. In that scenario, too, and I've come to realize this going back to Orion Festival, it was the one time in my life where myself and our friend Rob had the same beard, which essentially meant we had no beard.
3: Oh, shit, that's right.
0: Great minds think alike, and now what the fuck happened? We had two Robs there, and somehow
1: we split a... A hotel room at the Tropicana. Um, what was it? Six of us that squeezed into that room for yep, six for, three, for three days. Um, Jerry, you went for the the openers, of course, and
0: gave two shits about Metallica. I liked Metallica enough to go. <laughs>
2: well, he Joe, he liked him enough not to fall asleep. <laughs> Oh, we were
1: stand You had to stand up for all the bands. And You would have to lay down in the grass. I mean, oh, I almost fell asleep old-
0: during Modest Mouse, which is an <laughs> acceptable term. Um, but yeah, it was ever since that
1: weekend, you never left us. And then um, you met Jerry from that weekend. And I so unfortunately, Christian got stuck along the way and you adopted him as your son. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's the ongoing joke that I'm, I'm Danielle's adopted son. <laughs> I don't know how the joke happened, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Mike, and, and
1: Mike, and Mike, and Mike, your adopted dad. So,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Christian, yeah. I have a one-off question that shall appease you on this one, and I'm know. sure you'll be scared to answer this as well. I'm scared so, of the question, but okay. <laughs> so, as you have been notable. Back when you were much skinnier, you had the Simba echelon to who you are. So in this group, I believe Danielle and other people who are much heftier within the group have always tried to pick you up as Simba and do like the circle of life.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure I've
1: done that to you, Christian.
0: (laughs) Uh, I've been been bench-pressed. (laughs) <laughs> Danielle, was was uh, that you bench pressing Christian like at a party years back? I might
3: have squatted him. I haven't tried to bench press him
0: yet, though.
1: Yeah, i i rem- I remember more um, a party in recent years, Where Christian got cur- got curled by somebody, and it, <laughs> it was Danielle could definitely do that to you, but it was it was a, another friend of a friend that did that to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got I got curled at at, at John's house, and then. Uh, Danielle did do squats to me I think that was at like a bar somewhere in Brooklyn She did squats And then I want to say someone else tried to bench press me I am I don't remember <laughs>
1: uh, uh, So Danielle since, uh, since we know you so well And the artistic free spirit That you are uh, What's the cool thing that you came
0: on to talk to us About today <laughs>
3: I don't know. If Jerry uh, told me to come on the show and develop.
0: <laughs> that—that is the most authentic answer you can imagine. But Danielle, I feel like this is a good time for you to bring up some of the more impactful things that you've been doing within the last year, which has to do with Ladies of Lilith, which is a very empowering women's movement that is catering to the Brooklyn area, and I want you to explain more about how maybe people could be vetted into the process what it's like as far as being a member of that and what you've done since about
3: last year with it. Okay, so uh, we started talking about uh, forming something to help people right on the onset of COVID. So like about like March, April, I sat down with my friend Stephanie, who is my vice president of the club. And they're like, what can we do? Like, how can we help local businesses? How can we um, give women a place to go to, like a safe place to go to, who are stuck quarantining with abusers or if they feel like they can't get out or reach out to somebody, like what can we do? So we thought a lot about that, mostly like women's empowerment stuff and helping the community sort of snowballed into this idea of Ladies of Lilith, which is a social club. And we figured we can do a lot of things with the social club because we have connections to the motorcycle world. And those guys are always looking to help people out. I know Jerry. We spoke about doing charity events with your organization
0: to kind of help
3: the word, because when you get a lot, a large following in that world, it makes people feel safer. Because a woman will will come up to a club event and they'll see all these big, strong guys there, and they'll feel they'll automatically feel safe, and they'll feel empowered, not just because there's other men there but because there's women there too and the fact that these guys are super respectful might show them an example that not all guys maybe you shouldn't judge a book by its cover
1: like that's like that's like uh, I'm sorry Jerry Uh, that's like a really cool uh, support system you have in place there you have like a lot of bad badasses to back you up but badasses with a good heart
3: exactly we just want to have them feel like they're a part of something and that there are people listening and there are people willing to help.
0: What were you going to say, Jerry? It also, so like when I've met, when I've met uh, Mike's club uh, within last year, I kind of gotten to understand the generosity that's behind so many members that are a part of what his bike club represents and seeing that firsthand, whether it was at that meeting, whether it was at a summer event that I went to over the, over the past year, I kind of got to see the kindness between all the members from that. And there's such a justification as far as how those people really come together and work on something they believe in.
3: Right. There's a strong sense of community where everybody wants to help one another. They have their own events that they throw, like fundraisers for people who might need some help. Like if their house burned down, like somebody had an event, with that or if like somebody needs legal help everybody will band together and like contribute what they can even if that means dropping food off at somebody's house something small could be something big
0: absolutely and
1: uh, damn audio <laughs> go ahead Jerry.
0: and danielle <laughs> now i'm curious about this kind of like a fun question have you ever ridden a motorcycle before
3: I've never driven one because I don't have a license, but I've been on the back of a few motorcycles.
0: What's it like to do a motorcycle in Brooklyn? Because I can only imagine the potholes so inevitable that (sighs) it could either detract somebody from doing it. Or at the same time, it's like, if I could do this in New York, I could do it anywhere.
3: The scariest place I've been on the back of a motorcycle was in Union Square. Because some of the Mm. streets are still kind of cobblestone over there. And there just so many people that it was just wild. I'm like, oh, either we're going to get killed or we're going to kill somebody. <laughs> and I was also wearing my work clothes, too, because it was like it was a date at work. So I'm, I'm like on a motorcycle with like a freaking pencil skirt in the middle of November, flying on the back of this dude's motorcycle, like whipping in between taxi cabs, bikers. I mean, not bikers, but like cyclists and like pedestrians. Pretty wild. Today.
1: Oh
0: that must have been fun. That's that's crazy. And Jerry, you were right behind him on your tricycle? Not only just that, my tricycle has an Uber account that has transported Christian as I held him up like Simba to throw him off to his next location.
2: Jerry, the fact that you went to a bike club to like do like an event or uh, like convinced him to like help you in an event for one of your previous jobs, but you going there in a suit. While they're all tatted up in leather like jackets and stuff, it just—it just—it's just funny to me. I'm sorry. It's like
0: John Cryer from Two and a Half Men trying to join a bike club.
2: Yeah, practically.
0: One day um, I'll go to two
1: wheels. I got you. So Danielle, at this time um, we're recording this. How many members strong are you up to at this uh, right now? Right now
3: it's four. Um, it's very difficult to find um, women who want to actually get up and pull themselves by the bootstraps and do something. I didn't think it would be this difficult, but I guess with COVID and everything, and I guess a lot of people are intimidated when they, like, see that we're associated with the motorcycle world. that I'm like, yeah, um, that sounds awesome. But then when it comes down to meet up and do things, they don't want to do it.
1: Um, why don't you t- uh, tell us a little bit about your uh good friend and co-founder of the club she has a pr- really impressive background as well
3: we're trying to attract um like strong women who are doing things in the world like we're not looking for like trashy girls who just want to drink and party we're looking for people like with real jobs real world experience who want to do better and who want to make the world better so stephanie is an attorney she's super smart super beautiful super badass and like that's the type of person we're trying to find to be a member or to prospect for us. And Stephanie is also there. So she knows about the balances of work, her life, and like being a mother. So she embodies like all the qualities of a strong, empowered female without getting away from her feminine side, because we think that her feminine side is what makes you strong as a woman and people shouldn't try to discourage each other from being feminine or
1: thinking that their femininity is a weakness very cool and both of you also pulled off the the Bella twins very well for Halloween (laughs) (laughs)
2: um do do you feel that uh I guess you you kind of mentioned about how uh you know people are a little intimidated by by bicycle uh I guess the bicycle club. Do do you think there's bike I, bike club bike club? What did I say? I said bicyclist club. No, but I you don't, said I mean, bicycle I mean, club. I said bike. I I meant I meant motorcycle club. I'm sorry. Uh, just to, to, just seeing Mike on like a bicycle would be hilarious. Uh, no, but uh but uh, uh motorcycle club. Do, do do you think like as you said before, people are intimidated? But do you think there's like I I can't think of the word. Help me. Help me here. I can't think of the word for um. That uh, not intimidation, but there's like a people don't really understand like mo- motorcyclists. They think they're all like these these people that are go cross country and like they're mean, but they don't really have like a heart to them, like a like a kind kind
0: heart. You what think he's trying saying? to say is they all look like Guy Fieri and go into Flavor Town one state at yeah. a time. Yeah, yeah.
3: P- they assume that um, you must mm-hmm. be. I guess people watch too much Suns in Anarchy and they're like oh, if I hang around this crowd, we're going to get into shootouts, or we're going to, like, start moving drugs and doing all this crazy shit, when in reality, that's not what happens. It's just a bunch of guys who enjoy riding motorcycles and want to do fun things on their bikes together.
0: Look, they don't know like, Clint Eastwood is not in those movies. Like, if he was, then it would be a lot more intimidating than if anything. And and when you get to know somebody like Mike,
1: he's He's sarcastic, hilarious, a giant nerd. As you know, from our previous Mandalorian episode, um, barbecues his ass off. So you got to take the time to know these guys. And Mike, and Mike can go talk with the best of them, especially when it comes to nerd and geek stuff as well. So
2: That's where There's an intimidation factor. Like people get like, people have an opinion of just the way they look and they form an opinion and, and they think, Oh, you know i don't want to join these people because these people seem like they're uh they're like troublemakers when they're really not
3: yeah that's the thing we we have the issue there it's super boring because the girls are like what we get to hang out with bad boys this is going to be <laughs> oh i get to hook up with bikers this is a fantastic and it's like no we don't want that sort of person in our club and then you have the other people who are like yeah i kind of have like a real job and i can't this would be bad for my image so, like, that's kind of where we're at right now.
1: Well, if they actually take the time and talk to you and get to know you, they can see what um what what you're all about. So, I could get why that's frustrating, but they sh- they should definitely at least hear you guys out. It's
3: good though because reads out the week, which is what we want. We want a certain type of person, and if that's going to deter them, then it's good because it means that we're going to have a better time finding genuine people who actually care about the cause and want to be involved in something.
0: That's you know what I'm thinking? And I guess I'm only going to say this because we're friends. I feel like the platform that we have is kind of just like resonates to my next point. Have you ever thought about this, Danielle? Would you ever with Stephanie do a podcast where you're just generally throwing it out there to different women that you have perspective interest in as far as interviewing and getting to know them as people What if you're able to ration between how good those interviews are and what if you're able to kind of like establish what you like most about those particular people and be like, okay, which one do I have the most connection with to see if I can make a next level ask to be part of the club?
3: Well, that's actually what we've been doing. We've been um, talking to women. and We meet up like how we're meeting up now on zoom and we get to know people. And that's how we found like one of our like, Pretty awesome prospects who's prospecting with us right now so we do um a lot of regular zoom calls like that with a lot of women and most of them have been really cool and like wanted to continue some of them don't have the time right now or some of them are you know we're in a pandemic so they don't really want to jump up just yet which i totally understand but um, we actually start doing events and kids throw parties again they'll, they'll show, really get to immerse themselves and see more time
0: Now I'm gonna play a little bit of a bias game with you for one reason only, because we were just talking about barbecue. And of course, as myself and Joe have been bear witness to what Mike's barbecue capabilities are consistent of, we're very happy with the results. So from that point, (laughs) I'm curious to know when when you're at all these bike events, would you consider Mike to be the head honcho barbecuer or is there another member who gives him a run for his money? Great question, Jerry.
3: I think um, in Mike's club, there are two very good cooks. There's him and his friend, his president, who's a really great cook. And then with the sons, there are two amazing chefs. There's a guy whose nickname is Chef because he's a really amazing chef and has been on the Food Network. Before. And then there's another guy named Beard who's also an amazing chef as well. So we're very fortunate to be surrounded by like looking
0: men who could cook. <laughs> Talk about changing the envelope right there. Danielle, I think this is the secret meeting where you're going to have all three of us join a bicycle club with no experience. You're welcome. I,
3: said, I mean, you guys could show up with your bikes to the club event. I think the
0: guys would find it hilarious. So, so Joe, I, here's another follow-up. Do you have a bicycle that has three seats for you, me, and Christian? We, we got to practice. <laughs> oh, God. oh, yeah. This, that's all- <laughs> that well, sounds like a funny idea long,
3: for sk-
2: one of those long bikes. That's like the three.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a funny idea for a skit. Like um, we're filming uh, Danielle and Mike. They're at one of their club meetings, and the three of us show up on that three-person bike, and they're standing there all intimidated, arms crossed, and we're like, uh, "I think we're in the wrong place," and then we drive off, and then <laughs> then they go back, <laughs> but. Or
2: or it would be funny, like, the three of us are trying to, like, pedal, and, like, none of us are cooperating. It's like, no, pedal now, and, like, one person's pedaling, another person's just not pedaling, and it's like,
0: wait a
1: minute. And and they walk to us, still with their arms crossed, but then they help us up, but, and they're like, no, that's not a real bike, that's a, that's not a real bike, and then the camera pans out, and then you see motorcycles and really nice cars, so,
2: (laughs) no. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. I'm shaking my head.
0: <laughs> when he does the slight of nods, that is a stamp of approval for you, Joe. We're lucky sometimes if Christian shows any emotion. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm
2: ton tons of emotions. So I don't know what you. I know. I know. <laughs>
0: So aside from ladies, a little of Danielle, and I guess this, we've already kind of covered this with our COVID podcast, which you could check out. So what I'm curious about is kind of like in your personal life, Danielle, like what have you done to kind of supersede yourself in going through COVID as a general type of society? Well, see,
3: there's a thing, like a lot of people, um, well, when COVID happened, they're like, oh, uh, the world is... No, it is over, Um, our lives are over, we have to hide in our houses, we have to, like, stay away from people because they're going to kill us. And it's really sad because people need human interaction, Um, otherwise we just, like, otherwise we'll just be cold drones because uh, look at some of our friends and how they've fallen into a deep depression because they can't see their friends or they can't talk to anybody or because they think that they can't. I think that as long as you're careful, you should be able to live your life and you shouldn't let fear dictate how you live. You shouldn't let fear keep you locked in your apartment, um, not see the sunshine, not feel the wind on your face. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, we should all be taking the virus serious. Obviously it's real, but at what cost? Like, should we, if we know that our life is finite and that our life is short, should we waste time staying in our house? Should we not do the things that we love because we're scared?
0: I couldn't agree more with that. And yeah, me too. you know, that's what that's what kind of like we find the interest of doing like a podcast again because as one, as there's so many diffusing, well, not so much diffusing, but as there's so many conflicting opinions about how to handle something like COVID-19, I feel like doing this type of like outlet has been able to at least connect people outside of the divisiveness and polarization of what we witness on our social media platforms per day.
3: Absolutely. And I think that's a big part of like the girls now like we have four members and like we've been meeting up carefully like at Stephanie's house. Um we've been taking precautions, keeping distance, but I feel like it's helped a lot of us like not just to get to know each other but to actually form bonds and show that things can be, can happen and good things can be made and come from 2020 or a pandemic
1: um was this an idea you had pre covid pre covid or th- uh the covid h- helped play a part in like uh let me do something i have this great idea or um what came first is what i'm trying to say
3: Idea i had for a while like a lot of the guys were asking me like oh you should get a motorcycle because maybe if you get a motorcycle, Mike will get a motorcycle. And then, you know, my could join our club or this. So it's been an idea in the running for a while. And um, a lot of people wanted to see me do this, but um, I guess it just wasn't the right time. And then once COVID happened, it's like something that sort of fire on, and everything just clicked and made more sense.
1: Now you touched on one issue earlier, like uh, that you want to help. Uh, like help women escape abusers, give them a safe place. What are some other charities or causes that you would love to help in addition to the to that one you you spoke about?
3: Well, one of our members is a vet tech, so we want to do events with animals, like hold adoptions or like fundraising for shelters. Because so animals are very, it's a very big deal for a lot of the girls. That's something we'd like to do more with. And uh, another thing. Wanted to support local business so back when restaurants were open we wanted to plan a night out like because our colors are green and black so we wanted to do a paint the town green and black night where we just start from one end of Bay Ridge and work our way down and go to different restaurants and bars and just show our support for all the local people so we didn't get to do that and close down so we're hoping in the next few months we could get that up and running again
1: that's that's pretty fucking awesome especially um for the animals like I know how much uh you and Mike and Christian too love your cats um but to help the local business that's pretty cool and if when we're when you're able to set that up of course three of us will love to be a part of something like that to help oh, out yeah, as well
2: definitely. With, with, with the dogs yeah definitely <laughs>
1: But I know you. I know you said you're in your early stages and um, the difficulties of COVID. But you definitely have the a good foundation laid out so far. Thank you. You're welcome,
0: Joe. I, I I have to say, you know how Danielle calls Christian her son. Joe, as far as interviewing, you are my son. It is like a mother and father hierarchy in this one, Joe. Bitch, I'm two years older than you. you Even the better. fuck
2: up. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's a time traveler. So he, uh, I don't know. So he, he, he's the, uh, the, the grandfather pet paradox. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just... You are saying I'm wise for once. No, I'm oh, saying, I don't, know. I, 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 I don't know what I'm saying. So to ask a fun question,
1: Danielle, um, Obviously, we touched upon Orion. Um, besides that one, what's one or two other concerts that that you went to? Whether it was with myself and Jerry, or um, went with Mike. What are, What are two other two of the most fun concerts you ever been to? In addition to Orion Festival, Gigantor with
3: me, you, Jerry, Ryan, and who else was there? Um, so
1: are, you, are you talking about the Are you talking about the first one we went to, or the second one?
3: The first or the one. Um, oh, it
1: was it was you, me, Ryan, and Ian.
3: Yes, that was great. That was my first time seeing BLS, my favorite band. So, yeah, definitely was super memorable because like I had just like started getting into them, and I've never seen them play live, and that was the day where they had like the blow up dolls thrown into the audience.
1: <laughs> was that BLS or Machine Head on the side stage? Was it Machine Head or Black Label Society on the side stage? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of. A, I'm thinking of a different concert. Gigantor w- was amazing. Um, now I, I'm getting. I was getting that confused with the other metal concert w- with a uh, uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, Machine Head played on the side. Um, I'm thinking of another metal festival. That's my fault. But Gigantor was um, fucking amazing at uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Jerry, do you, do you recall that night? that was
0: a pretty epic night (laughs) that was that was kind of crazy
1: yeah that was also my first time seeing uh black label society uh zach wild could play a guitar solo like no other man it went on for 20 minutes i do remember the blow up dolls uh jason newstead who i love from metallica i saw him one prior time at his own show but he was the opener for mega dave as we like to say and one inside joke we have from another mega deck hunters um, on one of our stats, somebody commented, who the fuck is Dave and why is he so mega?
3: <laughs> yeah, he had to be there to understand that. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, I always forget about gigantic so I always go right for bias, the Metallica shows, especially the one we at, uh, at MetLife Stadium where we're actually on the footballs Field and we got us pretty, we got pretty fucking close. And there was like ten of us that went.
3: And there was a torrential downpour, which is pretty awesome. We were blasting, raining the parking lot.
1: And and Jared probably would have fell asleep to that one. That's another story for another time. Oh, <laughs> just speaks. No, no, let's sometimes. tell it.
2: Let's tell let's it. Let's
1: tell it. Yeah. Uh, oh, so okay, I think it was uh, Thanksgiving Eve, twenty thirteen. Um. Slayer, yes, yeah, Slayer was, was the headline. Jerry, so uh, tell the story from before the concert
0: leading up to Slayer played. A span of four hours can truly make a difference for one's night. So in those four hours, 6.30 I left work in the city. I'm talking 37th Street. Three block walk is a struggle for anyone's life at that point, especially when you just want to go home for after a long yeah. day. Nonetheless... I went to the concert. I met up with two of my Change Within guests, Ryan and Alex, beforehand. And we were actually having about three to four shots each and then having a couple beers as well. I'm sounding like our good friend, Danny. So in that retrospect, as I'm going to the concert, me being tiresome just truly speaks for itself at this point. I'm barely getting through the opening band and... To have a spoiler for myself, I'm surprised that I was able to stay awake during the opener. Within the first two songs of Slayer, maybe a little later, I just completely went kaput. I'm going to say 10 to 15 minutes of sleep, and Joe, I believe, had to wake me up during Rain Blood.
1: Right at the beginning of the song, and I took that infamous photo that you're so proud of and that's the photo I have when you, when you fucking called me is the image of you passed out in your seat
0: Dorn Slayer only you can accomplish that feat Jerry Joe I, I am excited for the day I hopefully get to meet Slayer and be like Slayer I may have slept on you once but I'll never sleep on you again for how good you are and Danielle the tour I was thinking of was the Mayhem
1: Festival, the 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 2013 one where I had to meet you guys because I couldn't get the day off from work, but I left early. And um, that's when we saw Machine Head um and Battlecross on and we met we actually met Battlecross on the side and then the main stage we saw Rob Zombie, a more more I think I'm gonna butcher this name a more amoor
3: uh he's Alexi
1: them, I figured that punch. Um, I know people like to knock him these days, but I'm still a fan of them. Rob Zombie, Christian's favorite Halloween director. Um, um, he, Rob, I was. I'm glad I checked him off on my list. And two years later, we saw we saw Mayhem when 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 we went to tailgate. It was an empty parking lot at PNC, but again, that was ironically a slash show. But and we were able to sit even though we had general mission and we should have been on the grass no one gave a fuck and we were able to sit in the seats and watch Slayer, King Diamond, and Hell Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> I know
0: I know the three of you don't prefer hip-hop over rock to put it lightly, but I do have a funny one-off story about one of my favorite rappers that I've seen, Aesop Rock. I go with a friend of mine back in 2012 as he was promoting one of his new albums on tour and he was at Irving Plaza. So in, in about maybe 20 to 30 minutes into his show, he is so drunk to the point where he's offering to give people free haircuts on stage every four to five songs. So there was one person who I can never forget because after his haircut, he was the full embodiment of Brian Seltzer from CNN, a 25-year-old. Are you, are you serious? I a, a, a no, wish a- I could have told the story earlier, and I'm surprised I haven't, but it was one of the most meme-worthy and priceless things I've ever seen. Christian, I won't say his name, but I'm surprised it wasn't somebody else getting a haircut,
1: asking the whole crowd to give a haircut, and run, then her, run, run, and harass and then harass him. That little troll. That that little troll so.
2: running running around. Can I give you a haircut? Can I give you a haircut? <laughs> why about you? Can I give
1: you a haircut? Who? about you? Uh, <laughs> uh, Danielle, have you considered getting back into? doing a podcast i know you did a one-off episode uh to talk about a topic from COVID last year is that some like jerry touched on upon this earlier um is that something you would consider doing again oh uh,
3: yeah actually we're trying to start our own ladies of lilith podcast
1: that that works and um of course you always have a platform here as well
3: awesome yeah we'd like to have you guys on our once we get up and running crossover episode
2: Every, crossover episode very Cros- rare
3: everybody rare crossover. Cross-over.
2: where
1: can they find your where could they find your club on social media uh let
3: me oh i don't even you guys are on my phone damn it see i don't even know my own instagram handle
0: <laughs> uh, i'll i have my phone i have my phone right here first off if you know how to spell ladies of lilith i know there are many smart people in this world it only takes a Google search to get into the homes of Danielle and her I village.
1: I got the handle right here, ladies uh-huh. underscore of underscore lit it lilit. I just butchered that part. Underscore bk. There we go. Thank
0: you, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Your phonics is the to be desired the
2: bk section. The bk section of uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah now. <laughs>
1: B- BK for Brooklyn, not Burger King. Jerry, uh, put your phone away to order that Burger King. Damn, um, Jordash. Uh, I love the, the color, the use of the colors uh, green and black. Was that something that you were inspired by the use of, of Mike's Club, or is that colors that you always love? And does it have any important symbolic meaning? Well, I've always
3: loved the color green. My room has been green, which is fitting since those are our colors now. Um, why we have green and black is because we're actually a sister club to the Hollowed Suns and to Caged Auto Club. So we all three of nice. us. A- so we got so all th- motorcycle club, you have an auto club, and now there's a social club that's part of that, which is pretty cool. Nice.
1: And that goes that goes back to the inner uh, that that connection, all that support system that Uh, we were talking about earlier and with the combination of the the, being a sister club to them how many members would you say you guys run deep to help with this great support system
3: you mean how many members combine between all the clubs
1: yeah to, to help to help put a good cause forward
3: yeah well the Suns have multiple charters and Cage only has one so yeah we I guess if you count like the whole entire green and black family. It's
1: a huge family. And then you have that one guy. Walking around in a suit. Asking to help. Oh wait that was Jerry. <laughs> but when I give Jerry credit. He, he does not give a fuck. He would interact with anybody. Doesn't matter. Auto club. Bike club. Um, Chris, uh, Christian. Wait, Harry, yeah I'm talking to you. Well that's how you have
3: to go in there. And you afraid to interact with people. Just because they're different from you. And I like that Jerry doesn't feel like he's got to conform and, like, dress a certain part to show up. That just shows that Jerry's a real person. And he doesn't feel like he needs to, like, pretend to be a biker and play dress-up to go hang out with them.
2: Yeah, Jerry.
0: <laughs> Danielle, it's Halloween every day except at the bike club.
3: Yeah. That makes can sense.
1: You
2: see, can you see Jerry rocking a
0: vest like that? I no.
2: can't.
0: <laughs> Not at all. I, I can I can't. <laughs> I would look like an American James Corden just trying to like stuff everything in there as far as like on the vest. At least James Corden's entertaining to watch, Terry. Debatable. But I love him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He does carpool karaoke. You do actual karaoke. So maybe you have that in common with him. (laughs) What was that, Danielle? Catch
3: him on the show.
1: Were you guys able to catch what she
0: said? <laughs> One more talk.
3: Barry should have him on the show.
0: Yeah, here we go. That, that's that's the kind of encouragement that I desperately need to get on James. <laughs>
1: James just uh, just keep uh, just keep messaging him and get him on your uh, your off podcast. So
0: no problem. <laughs> All right. So before we close up. Does anyone have any questions to bring to the table? I know Danielle, we have been asking you the bulk of the questions. What's one question you have for any of us? What was your favorite part of 2020? <laughs> oh, God. That's a good question. I'm going to say this, starting when the restaurants were, were beginning to open in June, for me, I felt like this year between the Zoom happy hours I used to uh, put together, including the summer of 2020, I've actually met more people in this, in the past year than I have in 2018
3: and 2019.
1: That's awesome. Yes. Excuse um, me. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I was grateful um, despite you know, difficult days mentally. I was grateful to see the people that we were able to do. Like, we did some fun things. We were, you know, safely, of course. Like, Danielle, when we did the axe throwing, that was the first – I got to try that for the first time ever. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, the apple picking, that was another fun day. Um, Jerry, when we did that backyard wedding um, uh, for our great friends, Anna Marie and Mark in Rhode Island, that was a ton of fun. So, it was those fun times – with the friends, um, we, we made it work. We were safe, you know, we were trying to be as safe as possible. They helped me at least stay on, you know, you know, it, it's not all bad despite this fucking shitty year. You still have these people in your lives. Um, but I'm, I was grateful for all those times. I hard to pick a single moment, but I say all those moments collectively was awesome for me.
0: Christian, besides Mixed every moment with me, what's your favorite moment of 2020? Me? Uh, the mo- wait, what, you? <laughs>
1: the moment, that moment
0: with you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I guess finally being able to leave the house. I think that, I think that was the, uh, the highlight. After uh, being in the house for, for what felt like an eternity, but it was more like three and a half months. Uh, when I emerged and I was able to go to someone's house i was like oh my god finally
0: (laughs) it's when the groundhog gets into the sun resembling what your zoom background looks like right now (laughs) there you have it all right christian you want to close us out how are we going to promote ourselves this time
2: uh well you know me i got a whole line of things i need to promote but everybody do your hashtags and your uh where to find everybody and where to find you Instagram, Facebook, and then I'll, I'll go through first. my... Uh, well, we could add Danielle to our list of plugs. Uh, yes. Follow her club on
1: Instagram at ladies underscore of underscore litter underscore BK. Follow their club. They have an awesome thing going on. Our good friend Nicole, you can f- follow her on Instagram or by Feluca. Another awesome podcast I recommend that I became a fan of in the past year, Three Ugly Guys. Um... And Jerry will talk about this, but also check out They're Jerry's so soap. They're
2: so ugly. They're so ugly, though. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, uh, different tone to our what we have going on here, but Jerry's uh, spinoff podcast is 101. And, and
0: I know, Jerry, any update on that uh, big guest? Not, not just yet. I did hear back, but I still haven't gotten a date. But it will be happening.
2: That's, so okay, we, Jerry. That's, o- that's okay. That's okay. and Jill don't he can't get dates so it's fine. Oh uh, boy.
0: Oh boy. Uh, but anyway, the Change <laughs> podcast, you could find this on Anchor, find this on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. We are part for Change space. and no matter what we embrace it and we're Z- going to discuss it.
2: And uh, for me, as usual, Knightsboard.com, uh, where you can uh, find all of our podcasts. You can find great um, uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, character sheets. There's the podcast for Nightsboard, which is Knightsboard uh, podcast. Uh, you can find artists on there with all um, uh, their arts as well. I encourage everybody who is an artist or does content creation to sign up for Knightsboard. It's free. It's you'll be able to get your stuff seen without the Facebook crippling uh, algorithm that suppresses anybody's posts. Uh, It's a great uh, community for content creators, and we're continuing to grow. And you can find the podcast on there. You can find my blogs for the production of our film, and yeah, all that other great stuff.
1: And Chris, for the stuff you told me that we can't talk about yet, I'm excited to. those projects you could have coming up especially for that especially for that film that you have in the works yep but i'll I'll just leave it at that for the film so
2: once once jerry stops recording i'll 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 tell everybody
0: (laughs) that's when we have to stop thank you for tuning in on collective podcast and what do i usually say at the end of every episode love you have a good night everybody